for your listening pleasure, I have decided to record myself reading some Baywatch fan fiction. This is from season one. This is part one of the Watch series. This is called Swimming in the Moonlight and is written by Val Catricon. So, oh boy, here we go. This is just going to be chapter one. It's called Secret. Hey, want to go scuba at the reef with me today? Mitch leaned into Craig's field of view. He blinked a moment, having been lost in thought over his newest case. Oh, uh, sorry, I have a court meeting this afternoon. Rain check? Mitch sighed, shoulders slumping a little. Well, I guess I'll go alone then. Try not to work yourself too hard. He patted Craig's shoulder and walked back off to his office. Craig watched him go, mentally pushing the case aside. He still had a couple more hours of work, yet he had just come back to base for a small break. Mitch's remark had hit him a little harder than he thought it would. It had been a while since they properly hung out together. That hadn't been his lifeguards. He still had to go to court meetings since it was work, but he really needed to crack down on actually having some free time again. Sure, he had started to balance out work, lifeguarding, and home, but there still needed to be a little bit of time for friends and for fun. He sighed and headed out to his tower and back on duty. Mitch was his best friend and had been for what felt like forever. Before, it had been easier to hang out. They had both been on the same level and could have get assigned to the same tower. Now, Mitch was lieutenant. And they didn't see each other nearly as often. Honestly, if he thought about it, not nearly often enough. He hadn't fully realized it, but he was starting to miss the big guy. It was a stroke of luck his client had canceled the court appointment. It did mean a pile of paperwork later to make up for it, but right now, it also meant he could go on that scuba trip. He tried to catch Mitch at his place, but Hobie said he had already headed out. It confirmed the reef is where he said he was going. Craig knew enough people it wasn't hard to find a boat to borrow and head out that direction himself. He found Mitch's boat at the right place, anchored already. Something was off, though, but he wasn't quite sure what... He made sure his own boat was anchored in place and eyed the boat a bit harder. And there it was. Mitch's gear was still in the boat, but with no Mitch in sight. He'd also taken far long enough that Mitch should have surfaced by now without his equipment. He took a deep breath to try and calm the panic that was beginning, before executing a beautiful dive to see if he couldn't find Mitch. Something massive and red quickly disappeared behind part of the reef as his entrance to the water. It surprised him enough he had to take a moment for air, then dove again, curious now. Mitch was still a worry, but depending on what the huge thing was, that may be the greater danger and why Mitch wasn't in his boat. He worked his way around the edge of the reef and finally saw what the red had been. He had half-swallowed water in surprise before he could properly process what he saw and began to struggle upward. It was a bit more important than weird tricks of the mind. He felt arms surround him and was rushed to the surface, faster than any person could swim. He ignored that fact for hacking up the water, gracefully sucking down air. He was propped up on the edge of the boat, allowing him a moment. Hey man, you okay? A hand rubbed at his back and Craig turned to look. Yup, it was Mitch. And I looked down. Yeah, those were fins. <laughs> he rested his head on the boat, pretty sure he was still seeing things. Come on, at least say something, Mitch let out some nervous laughter. Craig took another deep breath. It was still Mitch, whatever the hell he was seeing. Maybe it was some costume thing, except he'd been down there far, far too long. He turned to look again at his best friend. Closer scrutiny showed gills, gills, along his neck. Also, looked like it made Mitch embarrassed. He reached out to poke at them. That earned him an eye roll and his hand pushed away. Yeah, yeah, 
Weird, I know. He frowned and looked searchingly at Craig. Not freaking out nearly as much as I thought you would. Those real? Really real? Craig pointed at Mitch's lower half. Yup. Mitch nodded and hefted himself up onto the edge of the boat, bringing his tail closer to Craig's face. It was red, white, and black. He touched curiously and found he felt rather much like a mix of a fish and a dolphin. It was odd. Then the pattern of fins and coloring properly registered, and he couldn't help his laugh. Clownfish? Mitch heaved a sigh and shoved at Craig, though he was grinning in relief. Some friend you are. No. Wow, you're a merman or anything. No, just laughing at my body. Look, I just found out someone I knew for a very long time had a big secret. He elbowed Mitch's hip to tease again, feeling the strangeness of his scales. Not that I don't understand, he gestured vaguely at him. I'm probably still in shock. Reaching out, Mitch rested a hand on his forehead, then his neck. Nah, you're, you're about the right temperature and don't seem to be shaking. Craig could see the grin easily on his friend's face. I think you're just an asshole. Craig laughed and climbed in the boat to sit next to Mitch properly. How the hell have you kept this a secret for so long? Shrugging, Mitch reached behind them for the bathing shorts on the deck. I can change shape, obviously. He pushed at Craig's shoulder. Look over that way for a moment, will you? Craig turned himself to look over at the borrowed boat. This was the last thing he ever thought he'd be doing, or even finding out about Mitch. Maybe he really was still in shock. So what, when you scuba by yourself, you're actually out here like that? Yeah, pretty much. Craig could hear some shuffling around as presumably Mitch changed back. You can look now. He turned back around and saw Mitch as he always did, his swim shorts firmly in place. He still took a moment to poke at his leg in roughly the same spot. Regular skin. A little hairy. Human. Weird. He dropped his hand and shrugged. Well, you'll save on wear and tear on your gear now that I know. Hey, <clears throat> uh, Mitch lightly coughed. Not that I probably need to say, but please don't tell anyone. Not even Gina. Craig couldn't help his laughter and he fell back against the decking to look up at the sky. You know how much he likes mermaids. She'd love you. Might lose her to your fishy charms. The only problem will be the water. He waved off the obvious concern on Mitch's face. No, no, I won't tell. Promise. I'm sure Gina wouldn't either, but I do kind of want to keep my best friend around. Not in some government facility or whatever. He didn't normally tell Gina everything, and he was pretty sure she'd notice something was off. He sucked at keeping secrets, especially from her. It won't be easy. She knows things. Mitch grimaced knowing those two all too well. You're right, he took a long, slow sigh. I guess that she figures it out, but I'm not sure she'd believe you. He ran a hand through his hair. It'd be easier if you succeed at not telling her, but if it comes down to it, I guess I could show her. I'll try my best. Craig half-saluted from where he was laying, still trying to actually figure himself out. Mitch was Mitch, whatever he was, physically. That wasn't the problem. It was more that there was now a massive part of the universe he thought was made up that could very well be real. Was anyone else hiding those types of secrets? Wait, what about Hobie? Mitch shook his head. Only the ex knows anything, and that's only because I was worried Hobie would come out with fins. He's as normal as we can tell, and I want to keep it that way. He gave Craig a pointed look. Maybe later I'll tell him, but right now. I don't want to add that on top of other kids and that sort of child drama. Craig nodded. Kids do tend to talk a lot. He patted at Mitch's side where he could reach. Sorry about having to stay hidden, but at least there's someone you can talk to now. Another thought occurred to him, and he pointed out towards the ocean. How many are there? 
according to my parents, there's a couple of tribes in deeper waters. <laughs> We're unique. He tapped his leg. Something about a genetic witch's curse or something. It was enough generations ago. We're not sure. But it seems to only be our family line that can be human. I've never met another mer person myself. Craig sat up again and wrapped an arm around Mitch's shoulder in a partial hug. I might not be what you are, but you're not alone anymore. The bright smell of from Mitch was well worth keeping the secret. Thanks. Eddie waited nervously at the marina. Mitch had heavily suggested they go for a scuba dive, and for him not to forget his belt. For most, that would be a weighted belt to help mitigate the natural tendency for a human to float. And Eddie would normally have assumed that's what he had meant if Mitch hadn't found a different one the day before. Honestly, it was his fault. While he had finally started to crash at Craig and Gina's, he was still a bit unsure about leaving the truly important things there. He had accidentally caused a small avalanche of things in front of Mitch when he was pulling out a towel, and Mitch had immediately gone to help pick things up. Eddie was nearly certain he was going to grab the belt, which wasn't so bad, but if it wandered off. But Mitch has stopped when he saw it, eyes wide in surprise. He pointed at it and told Eddie that he should pick it up and to be a hell of a lot more careful with it that Craig could be trusted, and he should probably leave it at home. The thing was about the belt, it was what helped him be a mershark of sorts, not quite a selkie, <laughs> and he didn't think a mermaid from the stories, sort of a were-being that happened to be half-shark. He knew he was unusual, but with his parents dead at a really young age, he had no family to properly explain any of it to him. What made Mitch's response to it so weird was, it was obvious he knew it wasn't a normal belt, but didn't know its rules. He had treated it like he would a selkie pelt if he didn't want to control them. Eddie knew his belt didn't work that way, having had plenty of foster family members try to steal it over the years. It meant, however, Mitch knew something was up, even if he didn't know exactly what he was. Then again, it wasn't like Mitch asked him out here in a bad way, and he could have said no. At least, he thought he could have. Probably just wanted to make sure he wasn't going to do anything bad on his beach. He was honestly more worried he'd kick him off lifeguarding when he found out he was a shark. There wasn't many things he was good at, but swimming, swimming was one of them. Mitch grinned as he walked up, hefting the scuba gear onto the boat. Gotta look like it's what we're doing. He looked back at Eddie curiously. Hey, you okay? Eddie gave him a solid look of confusion. You invited me to scuba. His finger quoted the word. You know a hell of a lot more than I do. Mitch raised his eyebrows in surprise. You're the more dangerous of us, I'd wager. He gestured for Eddie to hop onto the boat after him. I thought sharks had great senses of smell. <laughs> Eddie rolled his eyes and clambered on after. In the water. Also, you know, human. Mitch heaved an exasperated sigh. You don't have to pretend. I know that. I mean, I'm human right now. He rubbed nervously at his arm as he settled onto the boat, letting Mitch pull out and pilot it wherever he had planned. Have you tried smelling anything over the salt and sand? Point taken. Mitch eased the boat out onto the open water, opening it up a bit. He wanted to get far enough away from the beach that people wouldn't see anything weird or happen upon them by accident. What, what are you exactly? Well, foster kid mostly, or half-dusky shark if that's what you meant. Eddie shrugged. Other than that, I have no idea. He watched the water rush by for a moment and thought, why haul me out here? I guess I did kind of rush out here with no explanation. <laughs> Mitch laughed and leaned onto the steering wheels. He let off the throttle. They were pretty far out in a non-fishing area. I don't have someone to really swim with. I figured you didn't either. 
oh, Eddie sat up a bit straighter, losing some of his nervousness. I thought maybe you wanted to (laughs) fire me or something. Why would I do something like that? Mitch flipped the latch for the anchor, letting it drop. You and Shawnee are my most promising new lifeguards. Is that why you assigned us to the same tower? Eddie stood up, but waited for Mitch to do whatever it was he was going to do first. Laughing, Mitch shut his shirt aside. (laughs) Nah, you two were at each other's throats. I had to do something. He took a dive off the side. His shorts hit the deck with a wet smack as he called from the water. Come on and swim already. Mitch dove again and Eddie finally caught sight of him properly. Red, black, and white banded down his tail in a wide rounded pattern. Clownfish mermaid? He couldn't help his laugh as he stripped putting on his belt and diving in to join. The change started as he hit the water, legs smoothing out into gray skin, fingers growing webbing. He took a deep lungful of water, his gills filtering properly. Man, he had missed this. Red flashed by again as Mitch circled him. The words were oddly echoey, but Eddie could still figure them out. Wow, looking good, man. Thanks. Eddie found he could talk too, which he had never really tried before. No one to talk to in the first place. He watched Mitch circle again. He really doubled down on the lifeguard colors there. Mitch rolled his eyes with a grin and stopped in front of Eddie. Yeah, yeah, can't help how I was born, fitting though it may be. He swam to the bottom of the boat and tapped something. Eddie winced as a low noise cut through the water at slow intervals. Watch that for, so we can find the boat. Mitch gestured at the expanse of blue-green stretching out in all directions. You see any landmarks? Eddie crossed his arms in answer. It was a good reason since they wouldn't have a dive line to the ocean floor. Where to? His fins twitched in anticipation. Been a long time since he had done this, and never with someone else. Mitch glanced at the boat above them for bearings, then pointed out to the ocean port side. There is a buoy out a couple of miles in that direction. Race you to it? Eddie grinned wide, making Mitch blanch a bit at his teeth. He took off, tail whipping side to side. The water rushing by was amazing. He could hear a woof of excitement as Mitch was quick in pursuit. Eddie gave a quick glance back, easily spotting the bright red as he was slowly gaining. He tried to throw on a burst of speed, but man, had he not exercised these muscles in a while. The buoy was coming up quick, a dull iron red, and even for his head start, Mitch was able to smack the side of the metal a few seconds before him. Grrrm. Eddie breathed heavy, trying to catch his breath. You're fast. Watching Mitch, he realized his tail worked more like a dolphin's. He was also a lot more human from the waist up, while Eddie himself had an extra smattering of fins plus his teeth. What are you anyway? I don't know much about... He waved his hands expansively. Uh, all of it. Mitch shrugged in reply. I'm nearly as clueless about all of it. You're the first fish-like person I've seen aside from my mom. I'm a merman, though, if it helps. Eddie began to swim idly towards the soft ping in the distance. Not really. We're different enough. I'm pretty sure I'm not what you are. Mitch laughed. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe your belt is some sort of curse thing, too. I don't know. He flipped over so he was swimming beneath Eddie while watching the sky through the waves. I shouldn't be able to become human, so we might not be as different as you think. Huh. Eddie swam quietly and thought, it's kind of nice to finally have someone he could talk to about this stuff, but it sounded like neither of them had answers the other might have wanted from it. Well, Mitch might be patterned like a clownfish. There are far too many similarities to dolphins or whales. A water mammal, certainly. Well, Eddie was definitely a shark in structure, even down to, 
well, you couldn't help glance with the way Mitch was swimming. That probably followed water mammal structure too. He suddenly felt a bit self-conscious over the more obvious shark features of his own. He tried his best to keep his embarrassment to a minimum. It wasn't like the sharks covered themselves and Mitch hadn't said a thing, so it was fine. Probably. Either way, they were very, very different. Though, the whole curse thing made it an odd bit of sense. He never encountered magic himself, but it was obvious it existed. Shape-shifting in any form or extreme was in no way natural, but it echoed through so many stories, folklore, and mythology. Merman was as good a label as any, he supposed. And that was chapter one, A Swimming in the Moonlight. Thank you for listening to this brief session.